This is Alamo Anthem, where we, the overtaxed, remember our liberty. Direct from the forgotten countryside outside of Alamo City, San Antonio. Do we want to hear, I don't know if this is the right time for it, but I've been thinking about this for several weeks now. Um, Sometimes I think when we talk about local tax or about raising the, doing the cost of living adjustment, you know, or or whatever, just making it so that school employees make a little bit more money. um, I want to just read off, because I think people don't know this. I would like to read off some of the administration salaries. I won't name names, even though that is legal, not saying that makes it right or wrong, (laughs) but just positions, you know, just because I think it would be useful. Before you do that, in this particular area, I think you should look up the median income of that particular area. Okay. So city of Hondo, for example. Okay. So Michelle, you have, you just looked up the uh, median income for Hondo residents, right? Yes. What do you have there? What would you think it is? If you could guess. Um, 60. It's 53,000. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. okay so, the, and this is in, uh, the data I have is a little bit old. It's 2020. I know that they've given themselves raises since then. This is between 20, 2017 and 2021 is this data. So okay. it doesn't specify exactly, but that's about it. Right. Okay. So what I'm about to read you with some of the um, salaries in the city government Okay. Of Hondo. Uh-huh. This is the year 2020. So actually, it was probably 2019 and then reported after. So it's substantially going to be higher than that now. But so let's see here. One of the positions, I think this was a city manager position then, it was 238,950. Whoa. Yep. Um, another one. And for the Hondo ones, for some reason, they didn't put in the positions. So I'll just read the salaries and, and not read their names. <laughs> The next one, there's one for 92,000, 89,000, 87,000, 79,000. We just showed that the median income of Hondo is 53,000 and their city manager was making 200 and something thousand. That's almost four times the amount of the median income. Right. So for the Hondo ISD, okay. again, this is uh, probably 2021 because reported into 2022. So for the superintendent position, 134,000. Hmm. Assistant deputy super superintendent is 103,000. Athletic director, 94,000. Uh, and then on down. There's What's some... a teacher? What's just a regular teacher salary? So I didn't even put that on here because it was substantially lower. Oh, here's some of the highest paying teachers. Actually, I have a few on here still. Uh, 69,000, 63,000, 62,000, 60,000. And it does scale down from there. I'm not for envy of other people's income. Right. But the reason why this is important is because this isn't the private sector. This is money coming coming out of our tax dollars. So they're taking from the citizens and giving to someone else. And that's why, like, I don't usually think it's really very useful to compare people's salaries. Like, it's because to me, it's based off of market value. Right. But there's a reason why all of this is by law public information, because you're the one forcibly paying their salary. That's right. That's the only reason. Yeah. yeah. Right. And I just was making that point. Normally, I wouldn't do that. But because this yep. is coming from my tax dollars, I'm concerned. Right. And I would point out, I'm just reading like 1% of the salaries. 
I'm reading the high ones, the higher paying ones, but there's like so many on the payroll. Yes. So, (laughs) so, so many. I mean, just page after page. I got tired of clicking. Honestly, I didn't even, I didn't even look through them all. So here I have the Medina Valley ISD for 2022. Okay. Just real quick. I know that this is going to ruffle some feathers, but I just want to mention about the school teacher one contractually and what school is, is 180 workdays which is a little more than two-thirds of the number of workdays that you have as a full-time job. Now, people always argue and say, yeah, but they work 10-hour days, 12-hour days uh, while school is on, and you know, they, you know, they, they'll, they'll work six days a week, seven days a week, or whatever. And my thought with that is just, A, so does everybody who works salary, you know? Like that is a pretty normal thing that if you're in in a professional job, you work a lot of hours, you know, but the other thing is that it's like when you're off school, you're off. I mean, it's, it's, it's over for months, you know, and if they do work over the summer, they're compensated for that normally really well. And so when, to me, when you listen to like, oh, if they make 60,000 a year, I mean, that's like working, if you worked full-time, like a full year, that's like 90000 you know? Yeah. And again, I know that that ruffles a lot of people's feathers, but you go to like teacher Reddit, subreddits and stuff like that, or like if you're on any pages and forums where teachers are talking, like, you just, just take a look. I mean, they, you know, they talk about how much they love their summers and, oh, maybe after the first couple of years, like I stopped working so many hours and now I only work... 35 hours a week or 40 hours a week or whatever. So, you mean because they got better at it? Because they got better at it or they're more efficient, okay. you know? maybe Yeah, because they don't have to write the curriculum every year, the lesson plans every year when they're yeah. doing it over and over again. Maybe they've, they've proved they themselves. Get to write the, I don't even think they get to write the curriculum. They don't. They just, so the, the lesson plans yeah. is what I meant to say. Yeah. Lesson plans, yeah. I but, the curri- but I mean, these days it is very like, and a lot of, you know, you have 15 minutes to teach math. This is going to be the lesson. You know, it's it's all handed to you if you want it. I think that teachers can go above and beyond and kind of develop things, but it's there if you want it to just teach. Okay. So here's some of the Medina Valley ISD uh, salaries. So superintendent, 208000 principal, 200000 Principal, 188000 and another one of those, and another principal, 173000 assistant principal, 170000 maintenance, service, uh, something, a bunch of acronyms, 138000 um, assistant superintendent, 130000 uh, there's another one of those with the same salary, director, personnel, human resources, 116000 so that's to hire people. Hire and fire, right? But mostly just hire, <laughs> uh, I assume. Human resources? Mm-hmm. A lot of that is, that's part of it, but it's compliance with okay. regulations and, and employment laws gotcha. and that sort of thing. So, uh, Principal, 105000 And let's see here. There's a bunch more. Athletic director, 99000 Another assistant principal, 98000 Principal, 96000 uh, principal ninety four thousand. Right, we can get the point. Service, food service professional ninety two thousand, and on and on and on. So it seems like Medina Valley's most of their employees are making up at least almost a hundred thousand a year. 
Uh, I don't know if that would be true or not because How there many were you so just... many pages. Well, the, yeah. So she's reading the kind of the top ones. Yeah, I yeah, just took I the know. top ones. I'm just saying, like, I mean, like hundreds and hundreds administrators of administrators, or at least yes. in the high end. And oh then... yeah, the administrators. The only reason I bring that up is just because you know uh, people talk about it like the school districts are already skin and bones. They're barely making it by. You know, they don't have enough money as it is. They need to get to have this meeting to pass the budget so that they can afford one new school bus. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Stuff like that. And it's like, I mean, I didn't even read their, there's like the payouts. The payouts are also pages upon pages, like hundreds of thousands of dollars. And some of those are really ambiguous too. Like um, there's, I, I could go find it and we could do it later, but. It was like $87,000 to an appraisal district. What does that mean? Why are they paying the appraisal district? Yeah, I don't understand. I can't like even imagine what that would be for. Well, I can imagine, but I can't imagine a legitimate reason, right? So something to think about. Yeah. Thank you for that. I think it's good information just to keep in mind, like, where, where our tax money is going and especially in relation to what the median income for those areas are, you know, cause you'd have, I mean, that's, that's why property taxes are so high because they have to fund these big systems of, of schools and city governments. Did right. you guys hear about the uh, tax bracket changes the IRS has made for 2024? I haven't. No. They've raised the tax brackets up a little bit. So what that means is like it's 10% from zero to like it used to be twenty thousand. Now it's gone up from. You mean they tax you ten percent on your income from zero to a certain level? Is yes. That what you're okay. Yes. So you would make ten percent from zero to like, I think it was ten thousand or eleven thousand, and then twelve percent from eleven thousand to twenty three thousand, and then twenty two percent used to stop at eighty eighty nine thousand. Now it goes all the way up to 94. So what it means, like you, you would go uh, before that, like just 2023, you were paying 24% after like 90,000 or something like that. Now it's back down to 22%. So it's nice. It's a nice tax slightly less. Yeah. The percentage is dropped. They've they've adjusted it based on inflation a little bit. Yeah. Not fully, but yeah. Mm -hmm. So. Thank you, government, for giving us some of our money back. <laughs> so nice of them and generous, right? You less straight. I do want to mention cryptocurrency is mm. going up. So, I, Joe, you have crypto, don't you? Uh, I will neither confirm nor deny oh, come whether on. or not I have. Crypto. Are you interested in crypto? How's that? That's yeah, better. absolutely. Yeah. Why yeah. are you interested? Because he's of- got it. <laughs> uh, there's lots of reasons. That's right. Crypto in and of itself is an interesting technology in the it's sense brilliant. Of, yeah, in the sense of what you can do with smart contracts and that sort of thing. I think that that's where Ethereum is going. But Bitcoin is distinct from all all other cryptocurrencies. More stable. It's not even that. Well, it, it's more stable than the it might the be more stable. But what I'm saying is that fundamentally, it is a different technology than all other cryptocurrencies. It's different. How so? Because Bitcoin is the only cryptocurrency that has a certain amount of Bitcoin will be produced 
um, according to a certain algorithm, but that there is also a limit cap to it. All other cryptocurrencies, the decisions about how many crypto coins there are and how much how many there will be and what it's based off of is just people deciding you know it's like whoever invented that particular coin or maybe they have a board of directors or whatever like everything in it or they might say well everybody that owns a stake in it over a certain amount can can vote or whatever and really that makes it no different than any other fiat currency um like because we can dollar. keep printing money right because you can continue to and decide how much there is it's non-centralized and it's non-centralized they yeah. can't they can't control it right which so, is what makes it the only way it can be controlled just like anything else if, if you get lots of wealthy people that buy a bunch and then drop it like sell it really quick right so there, that, there so there that's will be, one way of manipulating the yeah, market it can so it's not like it's not stable in the sense that you know you could say oh it's at this amount it's gonna be at this amount for forever or anything like that like yeah. as far as the the value of it like how many you know loaves of bread you can buy with it or whatever yeah. but um it the amount of bitcoins are set yeah in, in that sense and over time like all currencies when they're first created are kind of all over the place um but so that's i mean bitcoin's only been around for yeah. you know less than 20 years yeah right and it's our you know or it right went up eight percent this week right so it it's, was hanging out it got down to you know sixteen thousand or whatever it stayed there for a while went up to 21 it was there for quite a while up to 25 now it's um now it's up to 36 right i got into bitcoin Thousand, by the way if I, any people don't know yeah i got into bitcoin back in 2017 and I believe it was at two thousand dollars when yeah. I when I got in. I didn't buy because I was nervous. Like I don't know anything about it. But I remember twenty eighteen and went all the way up to twenty thousand. <laughs> I mean, it skyrocketed, and then it fell. It almost went back down to three thousand. I think it did get all the way yeah. down to three thousand. So I bought on the way back down, and I just held it. Classic. <laughs> I held it, and then twenty twenty was a good twenty twenty one was a good year. For Bitcoin, but it seems to have like a four-year cycle or three-year cycle or something. But anyway, I'm not an expert on cryptocurrency trading. I just, I'm really, yeah. I like it because it takes the corruption out of the banking system. If you use, you know what I mean? Like yeah. if we all had our own external wallets and we were able to trade and le get the banks completely out of the trading system, it would be amazing. If you stop and think about it, right now our interest rates for the mortgage is 7.5%. Imagine if you could shop around to different banks and, and said, Hey, you know, I want to buy a house. What, what interest rate would you charge me? And they could go, Oh, I can, I'll give you 5%. And then you go to another one, like, Oh, I'll give you 4% or 4.9%. But you can't. Why is that? What do you mean? I thought you could do that. No, you can't. They the Federal Reserve sets yeah, the interest right. rates. Yeah, so it's all based on that. But they they still compete. Well, yeah, they've very, got a range. Very, it's like yeah, the gas company. It's like margins. oil when you go buy yeah. gas. There's a little bit of range, right? Yeah. You go to Shell. It's like ten, five cents less, maybe yeah. ten cents less. I don't know than Valero or whatever. But with banks, they have a, a range of a high and a low that they yeah. can go to. And that's imagine if the... you didn't have that. Yeah. And then you could go like, let's say I had a lot of money. And I was like, I want to help a friend out. Okay, I'll charge you 1%. Oh, great. And then they, you know, I'm helping them out because I, 
giving them money, but then I'm charging them interest. And you don't have any of that because the Federal Reserve interferes. Right. You know why they do that, right? I mean, that's to control the effects of inflation somewhat. They think. Well, yeah, well, it but it's to control what? It does control yeah, that's the purpose of yeah. it. So that, but it but doesn't with all of the it money. It does the opposite. I don't think it does the opposite. I do. I do think it. Uh, spreads, it causes it inflation. Spreads the blow. You don't think so? Well, inflation is always and everywhere a monetary phenomenon. That's Milton Friedman, I believe, said that. So meaning, but that, not with Bitcoin. <laughs> but the the point being is that if you increase the money supply. You have inflation, period. There is inflation when you increase the money supply. Now, you don't always see price inflation as soon as you increase the money supply. So what Emily is saying is because they increase the money supply, then they have to set interest rates to keep the inflation down. So well, they're creating the inflation by the money supply, and then they're trying I think to regulate. It's to slow down the effects of the value lost yeah, so in the, the money so that people tolerate it. The way that it interacts with the loan rates is that the more loans that are extended, the the faster the, the multiplier effect um takes effect <laughs> so the multiplier effect is you know a bank loans you um a hundred thousand dollars right and you go and you start a business right with that hundred thousand dollars so you pay one entity fifty thousand another one twenty five thousand another and then you're making payments for this other thing for another for the last twenty five thousand dollars all this money is going to somebody those people then put it in the bank the bank says oh this is what we have on our balance sheet we can loan out another hundred thousand dollars or however much more but that is based on money that was already loaned out so then that they extend another loan because they have more money in their reserves because of the savings of the people you paid and then it happens again and that's called the multiplier effect and the multiplier effect in and of itself is creating money supply so there's more money out there being traded around because of it so the higher you raise the interest rates the less loans are being extended right and so it slows down inflation in that sense because it is in part controlling the money supply but there but i think what that means is just spreading out its effect over time a little bit more sure. right sure yeah um, and the federal reserve does both of those things yeah, they 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 are the ones that set the interest rate, and then they're the ones that right. So I'm pretty the sure purpose... that the overall reason would be because if inflation hit instantly in the proportional to the amount of of money that they print, which is digital anyway, but you know what I mean, like that they just create makeup, then uh, citizens wouldn't tolerate it. Yeah. I think there would be a freak well, because, out. Well, not just that because the, it's the money stolen in a loss. very sneaky way. The, the the value of their money will be worth nothing over time. Yeah. That's right. It'll be, but so, people can take it if they're boiled slowly. Right. <laughs> yeah. So um, that we saw that with the um, 2008, uh, 2009 ho- housing crash. And right after that, the Federal Reserve printed a bunch of money. But what they did is that they extended a, a bunch of money to banks they bail you know the bank yeah, the, the bank bailouts, bailouts right yeah but that, what, by the way that's when i changed that's yeah political you, awakening was yeah. in 2008 when bush came out and started saving the banks and i was right, like whoa yeah that's not 
Right. That's not what we do. Yeah. What are the, What are you doing? You right. know, that's not conservatism. And it took a lot of courage to be against that. And people, you know, put their political careers on the line. So, I, like I only like a few people. I think you know, that like, was the igniting of the Tea Party movement. That's when it started. Right. That, it's because absolutely. of that they were upset about that. But anyway, and back so, to Bitcoin. So what happened with that is that that new money didn't move into the system as quickly because it, it went to make balance sheets look better for banks. So sick. And so we didn't feel the effects of that inflation uh, very quickly. In fact, it, it took a very long time. Uh, contrast that to during the COVID years, there was these, you know, three of these trillion plus dollar bills, um, legislative bills that passed and gave money directly to people. And because it went directly to people, they, the, you well, yeah, not directly. They saw a that. lot of it went directly to people. A lot of it went well, to like the, bail out uh, yeah. municipalities, give money directly to businesses that were lying about alcohol. Anyway, but because it was dr- directly affected the consumer economy, um, in a very fast way. And at the same time, we were producing less goods because, you People know, if you were not a, an essential worker, yeah. yeah. Then we had extreme inflation that people felt, meaning that there was extreme price inflation. My point in bringing up the Federal Reserve is because it is like, it's one of the reasons why our economy is built on a house of cards and eventually it's going to it collapse. It is the reason. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And that's why Bitcoin's kind of nice because it, uh, it, I, I told my family members that they should buy some. Have you noticed that they don't even use Bitcoin anymore as like the the thing they use Satoshi? Isn't well, the, so a Satoshi is, is a, a fraction of a of one Bitcoin. I just noticed mm-hmm. lately it's the smallest, right? it's the smallest uh, denom- when you, denomination. Um, when you buy it, it used to say this point zero zero. If you were going to buy like ten dollars of Bitcoin, it would be like point zero 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 whatever amount of Bitcoin. Now it says. 3,500 Satoshis or whatever. Yeah. That, that looks nicer than point zero. <laughs> well, and that's that's part Smart. of like the evolution of it, right? Yeah. So if you, you know, eventually you can go and buy things and say, oh, this will cost you 50 Satoshis. Yeah. And so if people don't know, Satoshi was the... Satoshi um, Nakamoto. Nakamoto right? was the name of the... It was a, a whatever name. What do you call it? Uh, it wasn't his real name. Alias. I guess alias. I was going to say something else, but yeah, alias of the person that came up with Bitcoin. Or people. Nobody knows know. who actually invented Bitcoin. I have my own theories. I think it was a former member of the Federal Reserve. That's what I think. Mm, interesting. Yeah. yeah. But I don't know. Nobody knows. Well, so. that's the thing, too, like getting back to what we were saying Because they'll get killed. They would get killed. No, I'm dead serious. <laughs> the guy would get murdered. Is the, he probably already was murdered. Who knows? Could be. Well, the, so that's the thing, right? So if Satoshi, Satoshi Nakamoto, if it is just one person or whatever, um, went and said, I'm going to go change the way Bitcoin works, he would not be able to do it. It is not possible to go in and say, oh, we're, we're just going to release another million Bitcoin or something like that. Yeah. It, it cannot be done. And that's what makes it different than all other. And, and it's a very profound difference yeah so there's bitcoin and there's everything else that's really it's great. very interesting yeah and then it's like he you know they the government's trying to come up with its own <laughs> central bank so digital currency i wanted to talk a little bit about that because i think there's a lot of very negative and dangerous things that can come from a central bank digital cur- currency and that um if that's adopted every transaction you make with your money is visible by the government um 
and they see exactly how much money you have, what you're spending it on. They could turn it on and off. Yeah. They could add money. They could take away money. Yeah. They could do anything they want, depending on the way that it's created. And and I think that that and you know, so it's, why don't you describe a scenario, Joe? Where because I think immediately people might can think I? to themselves, "Well, I know I'm not guilty of about. anything." The what trucker, am I of? the trucker, exactly protests yeah. in Canada. Right. The uh, donations that they got and the apps that they were using for GoFundMe were turned off. Right. right. So it's like that. And Which people were I, debanked. Like they weren't able to access even their money at, you know, Chase or whatever yeah. else. Yeah. I would also point out with the trucker convoy that essentially, like if they had been successful in stopping everything or if people who had gone, you know, put their time uh, you know, because these truckers could have been still trucking around making money instead, but they wanted, they chose to, you know, put that on pause and go do this other thing. But essentially this money was going to help them because they have to keep their engines running or they freeze to death because yeah. it's like negative 40 and they in Ottawa eat. and they need to eat. That's nice too. You know I mean? People can fast for a while, but you can't, you can't be at negative four <laughs> or negative 40. I mean, and so with the government freezing the money i mean if let if they just waited longer i guess i suppose they knew that they wouldn't but still you know like the principle it's like no you're dead you're not protesting well you would need to stop obviously i mean they were already there yeah but if they just you know like what Mm -hmm. if they had what if they didn't have enough Uh, you know what if they weren't as well organized as they fortunately had been and people actually ran out of gas you know what I mean? And yeah. then just froze to death in like a matter what, of like an hour. That's what the government wanted to happen. Right. Well, that's what they wanted. Or at least, I like, mean, I teach think, them a lesson. To, I think they disband. assumed that that wouldn't happen. Yeah. But it's like, yeah, well, we know that you, they won't At least say. Trudeau. Yeah. <laughs> so and at the, at the same time, I just want to point out that while that happened, <clears throat> the government of Canada, you know, they, they sent notices to different companies that administered cryptocurrencies particularly bitcoin oh that's right and they said that hey, was hilarious tell to us. me yeah tell because us. they would say hey you need to regulate your your customers yeah and, and they're like do you even know anything about cryptocurrency that's not how it works right well and they wanted to know who who it was like you need to tell us who <laughs> you know transferred money to this illegal protest or whatever they they called it <clears throat> and they you know there was a really good email from it said something Nunchuck. like we don't uh, the way that our system is made, it. it keeps them anonymous. Yeah, he, he was trying to and, explain it to right. them. Like, yeah, to authorities. Yeah, like it's like we literally don't know. That's the point of this is the anonymity. <laughs> That's right. And, the, and then they said something like, and when your currency fails, we'll be here waiting for you. <laughs> You know, yeah. you're, you're welcome to also take part. So. Yeah, that's one of the criticism of, of Bitcoin that people have is that it they say it funds black market type illegal deals like trafficking or um, yeah, uh, you know. But my stuff. argument for that is you the same thing happens with cash. Like cash is not traceable, right? Right. If you use dollars like cash, there's always been all kinds of way to launder money. That's right. that's why there's a phrase for it. Yeah. <laughs> I just not like, like it just started happening when digital currency. And by the way, I don't know if invented. people I don't know if people know this, but under the Patriot Act, the banks have to turn over all the information if the government asks for it. So your banking, yeah. your banks no longer 
anonymous. It's no longer private information. Yeah, they're also really ramping up their surveillance. I think before it was like, what was the amount? Was it 10,000 or is that what they came down to? 10,000 has been the amount for a long time, I think. Okay, so every time you move $10,000... They have to tell the government about it, but I'm mm. pretty sure that since the Biden administration, they've lowered it. So they're yeah. really, really trying to watch. So, and really what they'll do is that, you know, they'll look at if you have a bunch of transfers that are like around 900 or something like that, or close to well, it, even or, or 9,000 or whatever. And so, but what happens is that, you know, sometimes people have recurring payments that are close to that, and then they end up on a list, and then you're being watched forever. I want to read... Uh, that email from Nunchuck. So Nunchuck is like a Bitcoin wallet type uh, uh, service. Okay. So it says, Dear the Ontario Superior Court Justice, Nunchuck is a self-custodial collaborative multi-sig Bitcoin wallet. We are a software... Wait, pro- stop right there. They're going, what is that? They yeah, don't even... Exactly. Just that sentence is blowing their mind. We are a software provider, not a custodial financial intermediary. Our software is free to use. It allows people to eliminate single points of failures and store Bitcoin in the safest way possible while preserving privacy. We do not collect any user identification information beyond email addresses. We also do not hold any keys. Therefore, we cannot freeze our users' assets. Mm -hmm. We cannot prevent them from being moved. Uh, So obviously, these are things that the Canadian Justice department was asking them to do to their users Uh, we do not have knowledge of the existence nature value or location of our users assets this is by design please look up (laughs) please look up how self how he's like please look up and research how this works because you obviously don't understand (laughs) please look up how self-custody and private keys work and this is the part you're talking about emily when the canadian dollar becomes worthless we will be here (laughs) To service you too. Sincerely, the Nunchuck team. (laughs) (laughs) I love it so much. It's so great. Yeah. So obviously, like I said, these are things that they were trying to get them to do. You know, Mm -hmm. like prevent them from making these transfers. Tell us who they are. Freeze their accounts. Like all that stuff. We have a friend who's Canadian and she knows somebody whose assets are still frozen, right? Right. And not just because it's so cold there. (laughs) (laughs) All right, are we done with this? Can I just say a couple more things about the CBDC? So the the acronym for Central Bank Digital Currency is CBDC. So that's the way I'm going to refer to it. The way in which CBDCs will be instituted is they'll say you have to, and this is the same way with the dollar. The reason that the people have dollars is because you have to pay your debts in dollars. You have to pay your taxes in dollars. Taxes, yeah. And so it just becomes an instant thing. You know, you're one day you'll go to the store and you'll say, they'll say, okay, do you want to pay in cash, credit, or CBDC? Okay. And then it's, do you want to pay in credit or CBDC? And then it will be, do you want to pay, like, here's how you pay with CBDC. Get your phone out and whatever else. But, and it, the whole thing is kind of scary. But the other day um, I was listening to a podcast about Bitcoin and they mentioned that they think that it will speed up the adoption of Bitcoin once governments start using CBDCs because you'll have a wallet with your US CBDC, your Canadian CBDC, your Mexican CBDC, and then in there you'll have Bitcoin and Ethereum and everything else. And then people will see that Bitcoin is superior. It will naturally happen because it is what we call a harder currency. Yeah, it's a harder currency. It's in competition with gold. 
I think that the, the weak spot, one. and I, I'm, I think that the weak spot in all of this will be the cell phones themselves. The companies, uh huh, yeah, yep. That's where the that information is still going to go. Yeah, you know, be leaked out to the government. Yeah, and 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 then, but the the amazing thing about the crypto market is that it is run by geniuses, and so yeah, you'll just is. have mm-hmm. a digital crypto wallet that you just carry in addition to your phone, and it, mm, it could be a different device, and it could. I be, forgot that yeah, that could happen. And it could be <laughs> it could be as thin as a credit card. And have a little screen that you can I do stuff I have one with, right you know? now that yeah. looks like a USB port. Exactly. But yeah. the problem is if they get too big, then they that the government will come and hijack them just like they have yeah. every other big company. The amazing thing about yeah. Bitcoin, though, is that many governments um, over the years, especially the Chinese government, has tried everything they can to try to stop Bitcoin. And it, it never stops. It just becomes more robust. Yep. So that's the amazing thing about I, it. One thing I like about it is its global use. Mm-hmm. Like it's not backed by any government, yeah. you know, like. It's not fiat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love it because then it, it can pull all. It, it It's, it's you know how some, like the euro mm-hmm. was based off of the economies of all these different countries, right? So it's so, made up. You will like, yeah, but like their, their money, Greece could be having problems. And so it by it having problems, economic issues there in Greece, it's pulling all of their currency down. But with Bitcoin, it doesn't do that. It's really nice. It's just kind of a, an yeah. objective. It would really be like, you know, a dream come true if something happened where we were left with the only thing to use the dollar for was taxes. And then right. everyone started to recognize and like wake up like, why am I, you know, why am I paying all these yeah. things? Because... The way that it's you know set up now is that there's a variety of ways that you're designed to hopefully not notice. You know, yeah. one of those is through W two forms, and getting the taxes taken out of your check every month, right before you ever have it. Yeah, right. because you get so used to it. Like Rush Limbaugh used to say, if everyone would just get a statement at the end of the year, like this is how much you owe in taxes, they'd be outraged. Right. Mm-hmm. Same because, with property taxes. Yes. Well, and that's probably, I mean, a huge reason why the property tax has, has persisted successfully, you know, yeah. for so long. I mean, successfully in its ability to exist is because mortgages have them, um, they've got the escrow. Yeah. So people never see it. It's just like, well, this is just my mortgage payment, whatever. However, they have to divide it up or whatever. I don't even care. I don't have to do it. Yeah. It's like so. you get your receipt and you say, sales tax, convenience fee, whatever, blah, blah, blah. I don't care. I just look at the last price. Right. Yeah. Well, what was your other culture thing you wanted to bring up? So I get all my it's ideas from Facebook. All Taylor Swift stuff. <laughs> it could be. <laughs> it's when you, anytime you want, but when you were growing up, who was your celebrity crush? Oh, I've got like, how many fingers do you want me to? Okay, <laughs> <laughs> now remember. your celebrity crush that people might not guess? I've got one. Okay. I could guess yours. Go ahead. Try. You're a 90s girl? Yeah. Okay. One that's not so obvious, probably. So it's not Johnny Depp. That's nope. too obvious. I do remember occasionally seeing him on 21 Jump Street. He was so good looking back then. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That's back when then. I had a crush on him. Yeah, he's gotten old now. God. I don't know. Go ahead. <laughs> well, I'll give you a clue. It was after seeing <laughs> Apollo 13. Kevin Bacon? 
Yeah. Was it? Isn't that funny? That is funny. I know. I had a crush on him in the 80s with Footloose, but uh, that was like. Sure. Yeah. No, but I'm, I'm taking, I'm thinking teen crush, like my age. You know how they were the same? We, we grew yeah, up whatever, with them. Whatever you want to. So mine was River Phoenix. Oh. Do you guys know who River Phoenix yeah. is? No? Yeah. He died. Sad. So sad. But he was in Stand By Me. He was in this great show with Robert Redford uh, called Sneakers. If you've ever seen right. that computer, yeah. I'm pretty sure movie. that Joe also had a crush on River Phoenix. <laughs> Why do you say that? Because you love all of his movies. Uh, I mean, he wasn't in that many. Do you remember the Mosquito yeah, Coast? You love all of the ones he wasn't. I don't. I can't even name more than what Michelle just said. No. Stand by me. He was. He was also Indiana Jones, young Indiana Jones. Oh, oh yeah. You know, yeah. he was in um that movie with Harrison Ford, The Mosquito Coast. Mm. Which I would love to rewatch that movie because it's really interesting. But so, okay. who was yours? Let's hear it. Taylor Swift. Well, <laughs> she was a baby. What about some? I know, right? So, what? What was your obvious one, though, Emily? You said you have one. Oh, that... I had all the obvious ones: Tom Cruise, Brad Pitt, uh, who Christian else? Christian Bale. It? Oh yeah, I did like. I, <laughs> you still <laughs> I did like. Christian you Bale almost lost. just said that. I, I liked. Do. I liked a uh, uh, Karate Kid guy. Uh, oh, Ralph uh, Macchio. Mm-hmm. I had a, such a crush on him. Did you he... see The Outsiders? I loved him in that. Oh, I, such a good movie. Thomas Howell. See I liked Thomas him Howell. too. He yeah. was a cutie. Uh, Rob that, Lowe back then. That, wait, was wait, wait. Just real so quick. Good. That Seeing movie, everything that you just mentioned, all of those people are in that movie. It is a I crazy know. I've got another teen one. crush movie. It really is. Uh, this one. Wait, makes... can we just, can we just, I just want to name all, all, right. the, all the guys in that movie. You ready? Patrick Swayze. Patrick Swayze. Emilio Estevez, uh-huh. uh, Rob Lowe, Rob Lowe, uh, mm-hmm. uh, Dylan, Matt, Matt, Matt Dylan, Dylan, Matt Dylan, C. Thomas Howell, Ra- Ralph Macchio. Uh, I know I'm missing a couple. Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise. He was in that. Yeah. Tom yeah. Cruise. I think that's it. It's crazy. Yeah. It is a wild number of, of people. In what it, were you yeah. going to say? Oh, yeah. This one is so silly. <laughs> and it makes me laugh whenever I remember that I had this crush. David Spade. From Saturday Night Live. I know. It's so funny. He's so gross. (laughs) I think I just thought he was. He was was funny. He was cute like a baby. Yeah. He's like little and cute. (laughs) 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 And he was funny. Sure. Yeah. All right. Is that it today? Yeah. All right. Did you say yours? I didn't say mine. I I feel like it's less like cute for guys to talk about female crushes it's true you know what i mean it yeah. seems a little creepy just hand over your man card right now <laughs> well and the other thing because i because i read this question and i was like oh, i'm gonna ask this on the podcast and i thought well who who would i say and i like i seriously could not think of anybody it's really? like i couldn't even think of any actresses like from when i was like in that yeah. age frame right and I, a lot of it is like the lead of the movie is mostly the guy. And I, and I feel like the way that the movie a lot of times is sold, it's like, Oh, this is a Tom Cruise movie or whatever, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And unless it's a romance, the, the female isn't normally the lead. And so, so no Sandra Bullock. Well, so then I looked it up. I'm like, who are the celebrity crushes? Oh, of like, so you're just looking at pictures of well, girls. No, they were like lists, literally <laughs> like, like lists on the internet. I'm like, okay, oh, okay. I get it. So it'd be like, I don't know. Um, I can tell you who the prettiest one was. Halle Berry. Is that what you're going to say? Really? She was very pretty. That isn't who I thought of. 
Yeah. Michelle Pfeiffer. Michelle Pfeiffer. But she was a little bit before our time. Yeah, Kim Basinger, kind of in that same. Whoa, you guys are going way back. She was back. that mermaid? Kim Basinger? No, that was um, Daryl Hannah. Oh. Uh, but Kim Basinger, yeah. she was in Batman. Batman, right. right. Yeah, so that was a, that was a big what one. What about um, like young, when you were a teenager? Like, you know the show, who's who's the boss? Alyssa oh, Milano. So Alyssa Milano, oh, she yeah. she shows up on all the lists and yeah, stuff. She's a little, I can't stand her yeah. politics, mm-hmm. but uh, <laughs> how about when she's got that hat on, that knitted pink hat? <laughs> Every time I see her in the news and stuff, I just think, how can someone so pretty be so angry all the time? <laughs> you should be saying that about your other crush, Taylor Swift. She's not angry though. I don't yeah, think I've that seen she's her angry. I don't she's think made that some she's the most. Tweets. Listen, listen. I didn't want to say this last time, but you've you've forced my hand. <laughs> Taylor Swift is not the prettiest person out there. It's not about her looks or her body or anything like that. In fact, I think famously people are like, yeah, she's not, you know, she's not top shelf. It's that her music is so catchy. You know what I mean? It's like. She's got great hair. She, um, like, I just heard that her movie, which is just like a concert, is like outperforming the new Mission Impossible movie. You know what I mean? She's a force of nature. You said it. You said it. All right. All right. Well, I guess that's it today. See you next time.